Like a, I almost said welcome. Again, like I felt I was leading the service now. I almost said welcome. Welcome to myself. Lekker guys, so, so lovely to be with you guys. Um, it has been a while since I've preached, <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and um, yeah, Leonard said I've got the, the Mac or, or, the, or the Josh Chen Elder starter pack. I've got the Mac, and if it were winter, I would wear my K-Way jacket as well. Um, I just don't have the redemption failures yet, so that is part of it. Um, but yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to win. Um, but man, it's just... I actually just wanted to start off by saying, like, how lacquer was worship. Yeah, it was so, like, my voice is a bit groggy. So if, if, if it fades at some stage, just please remember that deep down I am a male and that I am indeed 25. So I have reached that stage of my voice already having broken. So, yeah, just please keep me in your prayers. Um, but, man, my heart for us tonight is that just that... What I share, that we would really see God, and that we would really see Him, and that we would actually see what there is to Him, um, and what we can find in Him. And uh, if we were an Afrikaans church, I would have given this a killer Afrikaans title that says, no, not Khoiroi, but that says, Ris maak jou fris. Um, but for tonight, I'm just going to give it an English title and say, The Best Kind of Rest. So, hey, wow, rest make you fresh, yes? <laughs> okay, so, so let's call it The Best Kind of Rest. <laughs> um, so, in this world we're living in, you know, we've got all these new smart gadgets and fancy things. So, can I maybe by a show of hands see... Who has got like a smart watch or a fitness watch on their wrist? I guess it's like, yeah, the majority of the church. And I'm, I'm also wearing the same one. I'm wearing a Garmin. And yeah, I know, sure. Um, and what's cool is that Garmin has this built-in thing. I'm not sure about Apple watches because every time you ask to view or to look on someone's Apple watch, like the battery is flat. Because it, it literally only lasts a day. So uh, for, the, for the Apple Watch users, we still love you. We're praying for you. Um, you're actually going to be seeing people in, in worship from now on where the Apple Watch is going. Like, we know who you are. We still love you, man. Like, just wear your Apple Watch. I'll just keep on wearing mine for two weeks without charging it. Um, no, I'm sorry. I just had to go. Anyway. But something cool that Garmin has actually put in their watches is that once you've done an exercise, they give you like an estimated time of recovery. So they say like when you go jogging for like five kilometers or so, and they say this is how many hours it will actually take for your body to rest. And it's according to your height, your weight, your uh, maybe even your shoe size. I don't know. But it, it gives you this massive like thing. And I look at mine, and it was like, I go running for like three kilometers, and it says, you need to rest 72 hours. I'm like, do I look that bad? You know, resting 72 hours for three kilometers. But I'm not going to argue with Garmin. They are called Garmin for a reason. And it's, we need to look at that thing and actually pay attention to that, of, of that time of recovery, of, of what it says ab about resting, and just... In, in, in my message for tonight, my heart is that 
for us for the season to come. For the students that are going on holiday, that are entering a season of rest, and even for the young working amongst us that also might be taking a bit of time off or, or just off days, but that we would actually center our rest around Jesus and not Jesus around our rest. And I actually recently felt super convicted and very challenged by the Lord in the way that I view my rest time and, and just seasons of rest. And I just came to the realization that I'm not resting well. Is that I'm resting, I'm resting physically, but man, the spirit man inside me is tired. And it's because I'm actually not going to the source. I'm not being replenished by his presence. And even with that, I'm not saying that for the season coming up that our rest needs to always be physical, always be spiritual. And it can be physical, like really. My ideal rest days is usually like on a Friday. Uh, we try and take a bit of time off, let off some steam. And uh, it's my ideal rest days is waking up early, going for a run, cycling, watching movies, um, staying in and playing a game called PUBG um, for those mobile gamers amongst us. Um, but probably the biggest one, and please do not follow me on this, don't do this, is there's when you go onto Facebook, on the Facebook app, there's a little icon called Watch, okay? So that is like, I would click on that, and I promise you guys, I would scroll the whole day. Because there's so many cool videos, you know, like it's MasterChef, and it's like blacksmithing videos, golf, sport, rugby. It's really like, it's an, actually an endless pit. But then, I just look at that in an off day where I've actually wasted time on Facebook. Where, man, I look at it and I say, oh, I could have actually spent it so much better. Not, not resting physically, but actually prioritizing spiritual rest first. And in, I love this psalm, and in this, it's in Psalm 84 verse 10, and, and it says, For a day in your court is better than a thousand elsewhere. And it's not important that we just rest. But man, we need to look at how we rest, where we rest, and when we rest even. <laughs> and I think we also need to obviously then ask ourselves the question of how, how does this rest look like for, for the young working and for the students amongst us? You know, resting in God, resting in His presence. How does it look like for each one of us? And simply put, it's abiding in Him. And prioritizing our time with Him in our seasons of rest. Or even on the days that we rest. And it's as simple as waking up and seeking Him on that day of rest. And it's the psalm in Psalm 63 verse 1. And David writes and he says, O God, You are my God. Earnestly I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. And my flesh faints for You as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And actually in my own personal Bible, I made like a little note by the word earnestly because Afrikaans brain doesn't know what the word earnestly in English means. I mean, to me it's a name, earnest. But I actually went, yeah, no, really, like, it is like Afrikaans brain. I was like, what does this mean? So I actually went and Googled 
the word, I'm, I'm joking guys, my English is pretty all right. <laughs> but anyway, it works for the preach. Um, but I actually went and Googled the word earnestly, and it actually says, with a sincere but intense conviction. And that when we wake up on that day of rest, on, during this holiday time, or on a Saturday for, for the young working, or, or whatever time you rest, yes, that you would wake up with that intense hunger and conviction in your heart that God I need to seek you and find you. Because in, in the time we're living in, our soul will always thirst for something. Always. It's, it's in our nature to always go to the extreme. And when I say abiding in the Lord, it's, it's actually our quiet times. It's, it's really as simple as that. It's, it's really that time where we spend with God. And I think it's important that we also remember that it's, by His grace, by His mercy, and by His kindness, that we can actually draw near to Him and enter that place of rest for this season and even the season to come. Man, it's by the presence of the living God that we can overcome. And there's always a how, like a how for everyone, and the how will look different for each person. But I really trust that every person's how would be centered around Jesus. That every person's how would draw them closer to Jesus. However you rest, however you choose to rest in this time, that you would actually come back looking different. Not because of effort you've put in, but actually just by the grace and the mercy of God. And who He is when we meet Him in our secret place. And I actually especially want to challenge the worship leaders and the worshipers amongst us. Yes, man, may your journals be overflowing with songs, not just about him, but actually for him. For the preachers amongst us, may you be stirred to write messages that stirs not even your own heart, but that moves the heart of God. And practically, if you are a person that finds quiet times challenging, like even for me, I'm constantly re-looking at how I abide in God, how I'm having a quiet time. There's actually a great resource on YouTube, and it's a video that Andrew Selly did about quiet times and, and how that looks for us and, and the importance of it. And I'll maybe check if we can send a link somewhere. If, if, if you want the link, I can also send it to you, so come to me afterwards. But I look at that and I just look at, at Andrew's life and I see, man, that he has caught something of resting in God and just what his quiet times look like. So just like a little freebie slash disclaimer that there is a video about quiet times for, for those just who want to, how, how it's done, what, what needs to be done. All right. You guys still with me? Lekker. And so now, there's, there's always a why, like, why? Why should we spend time with Him? Or, or why should resting in Him be a priority for us in, in the season to come and, and in our season of rest? And I've sort of taken three things out of my own life, which I really believe is actually applicable for, for students and then for young working. Um, 
And it's not because my life is cool. It's just because, yes, this is, it's actually so fundamental. So number one is during seasons of rest, our guard is usually down. Because we're resting. We're outside of that daily routine. We're outside of church even, oftentimes, that when we rest, when, when we go home, when we're on holiday. And Satan is very, very much aware when we rest. And he's also aware even of how we rest. And it's usually a time where he comes and he tempts. And he knows what to tempt us with. And even when to tempt us. So prioritizing rest in the presence of God during this season. Man, I really believe that we can actually guard our souls. That we can guard ourselves amongst what he wants to come and do. And in John 10 verse 10, Jesus is speaking and he's speaking of him as Jesus being the good shepherd. And he says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. His heart for us that when we rest in his presence is to find life The enemy's plan is to kill, to steal, and destroy when we want to come and rest. Spending time with him in his presence. Man, that is where we will find life. That is where we will find true, true rest. Secondly, it's such an important time for restoration and refreshment as well when, when we enter the season of rest. Because it is, it's, it's called rest for a reason. And in Psalm 36, verse 7 to 9, David is writing and he's saying, How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. And they feast on the abundance of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. Yes, it's through his kindness, his mercy, and his grace that we can go to him, that we can go to that place of of life, that fountain, and be refreshed. It's in his presence. And I even feel like I'm repeating myself, but if all you hear tonight is prioritize your rest in Jesus, I would be very happy. (laughs) Can we maybe say that? Prioritize your rest in Jesus. Fantastic. I'm doing my wife's work. My wife is a teacher. Um, With him is the fountain of life. But through his grace and his mercy. And there's another psalm. In Psalm 23, verse 3, where David also writes and he says, that he restores my soul. There's nothing like the presence of the living God that can restore a broken soul, a tired soul, a soul that just wants him, that just wants to belong. It's in the presence of the living God. And then he goes on and he says that he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, and even reading that, that he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, 
is that when He takes us to that place of rest, when He refreshes us, when He restores us, it's actually to display His glory. It's actually to show who He is, to show what He does. It's to serve Him well and to love Him well that He does this. We never rest just to rest. We always rest in Him so that we can serve and love Him as well as we possibly can. And then thirdly, is we actually have an invitation. There's an invitation for each one of us. We've been invited to come and rest in His presence. I love the scripture in Matthew, 8, uh, Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29. It's the same one that Leonard mentioned as well. It's come to me. Jesus is speaking now. And he's saying, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And I mean... Looking at that invitation, who would not take that invitation when Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden? I'd, I'd be like, yes, like it, with both hands. And recently, as I said, I've been challenged on something and, and just not resting well and not resting in his presence is on my off days, and I'm being vulnerable, on my off days, I would oftentimes wake up early, like my alarm would go off early to spend time with God. And I would take my phone, I would go onto Facebook, like not, not, not wanting to spend time with God. Just saying, man, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. But later becomes never. And I keep on scrolling and scrolling. And actually there's, I promise, there's this soft voice in me that says, Come, I'm waiting. And I think we often forget that when we go and spend time with him, that he's actually the host. It's not what we do. It's not us coming to him. It's that he's inviting us. He's the host of our quiet times. He's the one presenting the table saying, come. Come rest. Come away from temptation. Come away from sin. Come and be refreshed. What an honor to be a guest in his presence. Oh, my hat. If we could only have that attitude of, Lord, me, a guest in your presence. Yuck. May we be a people that seek him earnestly. Really feel this for you guys, for the, for the students especially. In this season, I've been a student. It sucks missing out. It sucks sinning in, in a time of rest. It sucks. <laughs> because honestly, I felt every time that I would sin when it's like holiday time, I'd be like, everything is messed up. All your mind is just completely consumed by whatever sin you find yourself in. And actually, even what James mentioned in his preach, it's not about constantly thinking, okay, I mustn't sin, I mustn't sin. But when our desire and our pursuit is to find his heart, 
and to find his presence, the fruit would be one that is positive and not negative. It was never man's idea that we should spend time with God in our times of rest. But it was his divine idea and his kindness that we would need him and be dependent on him. And I'm going to end off just going into, into the following. As I said earlier, if, if all you heard tonight is that in this season of rest, spend time with him. Pick up your guitar. Pick up your journal. Write to preach. Read all the books of the Bible. Back to front, front to back. Even in Hebrew, if you want to. <laughs> I mean, why not? But it's His presence that will sustain us. And I just want to even put it out there that His, when, when I say that we need to seek His presence or, or seek Him when we rest, it's not like a, a claw machine of, oh, yeah. Man, but it's actually a relationship. I know. For, I'm married now for eight months. I'm married now for eight months, okay? Just, I, I knew that. I was checking my wife. I'm married now for eight months, and I can feel it's, it's not just even through words, or it's not just even through actions, but actually there's like a, a disconnect in my spirit that when I've not spent proper time with my wife, and I've not even asked her, like, you know, how, how's your day been? Or may we pursue God. May we love Him super well in this holiday season. And there's a book that I'm busy with at the moment, and I'm not going to make eye contact with Leonard because I'm busy with one of his other books that I've been borrowing now. Second all, funny for gun, funny Sorry. I gaan jou boek klaar maak. I'll finish your book. Ek beloof het. Hierdie boek is net... Ja, anyway. Man, guilty. Anyway. Um, don't make eye contact. Anyway, so it's a book by Andrew Murray, and it's actually called Abiding in Christ. And it's a pretty cool book. I would advise it for anyone. It's, it's got like a 30-day devotional, that it's, and it's written by Andrew Murray, and his stuff is really solid. Um... I, I think I heard one of the twins going, yeah, it's like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to read you a passage there where he's actually speaking about how abiding in his presence brings us rest. And he says, abiding in Jesus is nothing but giving up of oneself to be ruled, taught, and led, enabling the disciple to rest in the arms of everlasting love. What a blessed rest it is. The fruit, the foretaste, and the fellowship of God's own rest are found by them who have come to Jesus to abide in Him. It is the peace of God, the great calm of the eternal world that passes all understanding and that keeps the heart and mind. With this grace secured, we have strength for every duty, courage, for every struggle, a blessing in every cross, and the joy of life eternal in death itself. In His presence, in the presence of the living God, will you guys find rest in this season that is to come. For each person, 
the young working, the adults, the students. Prioritize your rest around Jesus. And I really believe his heart is for us to come back filled with him so that we can give unto him. We cannot serve him to the fullest without being dependent on him. Because he's the one who sustains. He's the one who fills. He's the one who invites. May we really just love him well. May we just spend time with him. And just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Thanks, Mornay. Um, you know, this was probably Mornay's last message to us before the, they moved to Somerset West um, to go.